everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode is a continuance of the new heavy-duty truck I purchased, the Saga, that continues. Um, I finally have some good news, guys, and some bad news, but not for me, for a certain individual. So, the other day when I called, because I've been calling and complaining about the experience that I've had and what I've been going through, right? And for those of you that are unfamiliar, definitely check out some of the other podcasts regarding this. Um, it just is a follow-up to that, so definitely check those out if you have not heard them yet. So, I had many issues with the truck. The truck itself is fine, but as far as the people I'm dealing with to get me the truck. Um, so, the good news today is the transport company actually called me today and said, Hey, um, this is so-and-so. You called me the other day about your truck. And we didn't have any idea or any information regarding that truck, correct? I said, correct. He goes, well, I want to let you know that we just picked it up the other day. And we actually have possession of the truck now. So it's no longer sitting at the dealer where they were doing the accessories. I said, awesome. He said, so it's no longer there. We already trucked it to our facility. And now um, we're ready to take it to the shipping port and drop it off so that way they can put it on the barge and ship it. I said, awesome. He goes, but here is the little hiccup that we have to deal with. Normally, the dealership, because from what I'm aware, is that you already paid for the shipping, correct? I said, correct. He goes, normally, the dealership would cut us a check. And when we go to the shipping port, we would just pay the receptionist there. And we would be able to drop off the truck and it gets shipped. He goes, but because of this whole coronavirus going on right now, um, they're not they're not actually... Um, taking money or anything in person right now because of the non-contact or whatever it is. I said, okay. He goes, so the, the dealership that took your money to ship it wants to send you back the money in a, in, in a check form. And then you would have to go and call them, call the um, shipping company and actually pay over the phone to give, to get us a booking number that way we can actually go into the port because all we have to do is provide them the booking number and that allows us to en- enter the port and drop the the truck off and deliver it. That way they can take possession of it and have it loaded up when they load up all the rest of the vehicles. I said, okay. So what happened was uh, I went ahead and called Matson out of the Seattle, Washington um, shipping port. And told them, you know, what's going on in the ship of vehicle. They were, they had no problem. They were very nice. Um, so I paid for it. They also gave us a booking number. I contacted the transport company that has the truck right now on their trailer. And gave him the booking number. He said, awesome, perfect. He goes, I'll make sure it's there by Thursday, which is the day they load up. Um, so I'll make sure it's there by Thursday. I said, awesome, thank you very much. And that's pretty much the end of that. So... It's paid. The transport company right now is transporting the truck to the docks. And then once it's received, uh, Matson is now responsible for getting the truck to me. So here's the other two issues that arise. So for one, now I'm waiting for a check 
from the dealership to be sent back to me. That check was for $1,497. Fine. So I'm waiting for that. Um, the other good, well, some good news part of that is when they send the check, they're also going to send me the extra keys and the manual for the vehicle. They said that when they've been letting other companies come and pick up the truck for transport, by the time the customer gets the truck, they're missing the second pair of key, second pair of keys and the owner's manual for the truck for some reason. So they said that they're going to send me the owner's manual and the second set of keys and the fobs with my check. Okay, so that's good. Fine. Now, here's where it got a little tricky. When I called Matson to book it, no problem. I paid and everything. But it was um, almost two times the cost. It cost um, a little over 2000 something dollars. I have it written down someplace. But it's a little over 2000 something dollars. And they said the reason for it is because two reasons. For one, the truck is big. And it's over a certain height. And that it's going, because of the, the, the size of it and the height, it has to go in through a special port at their port. <laughs> and so it costs more money. And so I'm not going to argue with the shipping company as far as the mats in. You know, I, I, I don't care about the money, right? It, that, that means nothing to me. So I told them, hey, whatever it's going to take for you guys to ship it from, you know, you guys receive it and ship it here to the Big Island of Hawaii, that's what it is. So if it's going to be 2000 whatever, that's what it is. So I went ahead and paid it, and that's done. We have booking numbers, and it's good. So um, I'm very happy about that. But here is the the information that was provided to me today. That the original person that I dealt with that negotiated the total deal and everything with me um, was fired and released um, the second day after this whole saga began, which was at the beginning of the month. We are now going on to the ending of the month right now. So essentially what happened was that that person that I was originally dealing with completely messed everything up. And he actually did, right? He missed, he, he, he created a huge mess for them and for me. And so the guy called me today, which is the, the new guy, right? The guy that has taken the, the reins in a sense, but he, even he dropped the ball completely. And I had it out with him a couple of days ago. But he called today and he, he wanted to apologize to me and he said, I'm very, very sorry. It's been a complete mess from the beginning and we never wanted it to go this way. And we want to call and say we apologize and we're sorry um, for not communicating correctly. Um, the other guy got fired because of all the mistakes he did. And then, you know, I was stuck trying to figure out all the problems and trying to figure it out. And I do understand that I didn't give you guys enough information and, you know, we dropped the ball completely. So I'm just calling to apologize to you and say we're sorry. And we, we really wish that it never went this direction as far as how far it went. And um, that was it. I, I didn't say thank you to him because, you know, I'm still, I still, I'm still without a truck, right? They messed up so bad, so bad. There's some other things in the background that I will not forgive them for, for what they did. Um, but I'm not going to discuss that here on the podcast. But um, at the end of the day, at least they called to apologize. And um, yeah, at least they squared away the keys in the owner's manual. They're sending that plus my check. 
Um, and that's that was another thing. So remember, I told you they refunding, they're giving me back my shipping, was because when they first quoted me for the shipping, they underestimated how much it was going to actually ship. Because remember, I paid two thousand something. The check they're giving me back is only for fourteen ninety seven, right? Might as well call it fifteen hundred bucks. So they made a mistake on that as well, because they told me, like I I have a recorded conversation that with them plainly stating the exact amount for shipping. And I prepaid that. That's why they have my money. But after them looking into it, they realized that the shipping was going to be even more money through Matson. So for them to try to get out of the situation, they're sending me a check back and letting me facilitate the actual shipping part of it. Which at this point, I would rather be in more control of it than anything else because I know I can get it done. Instead of waiting around for people to mess around, you know. So, yeah, that was kind of the thing. Um, it cost me double the amount. Well, not quite double, but almost double the amount that I was originally quoted to ship the truck. But, eh, it is what it is. No big deal. You know? So, yeah. Um, but now here's the other thing. So, they has to be um, delivered by Thursday. And then they start loading, I believe, on Saturday or something like that. But from what the lady told me from when we booked... She said that it's actually going to take three weeks to get delivered here in Hawaii. Which I have a hard time understanding because if you go online to Matson and you look at the their shipping schedule, it ships out every Saturday and it takes nine days to get to Hawaii. Right? So if I'm if the truck is going to be delivered by Thursday, because that's when they load up the barge, then essentially this Saturday it should be shipped out. And if that's the case, then it should be here in nine days. But... I did hear from somebody that a lot of the shipments coming to Hawaii right now have been slowed down because of really bad seas. It's really bad weather out there, and the seas are really, really rough. And so if that is the case, normally they will go slower or try to go around, take a longer route to kind of get in more clear weather where the ocean is not as rough. You know, ideally you go kind of in a straight line, you know, because that's the, the, the shortest path straight through. So it saves them fuel, cost, and time. So maybe that is why the lady said that it could be up to three weeks before you get delivery of the truck. So that's the only thing I could think of that would make sense. So I will count from this Saturday, um, you know, nine days. And then maybe from nine days to about the third week or so, um, I should have the truck within that time. Finally. Oh, my goodness. But on the other good side of things is um, today is Monday. <clears throat> excuse me and wednesday um the governor issued a statewide stay at home order statewide for all the islands here in hawaii so it kind of works out kind of good in a sense because it's not like anybody's going to be going out unless you're essential personnel or essential whatever you, everybody's going to stay home so for 15 days essentially we're going to get shut down here in hawaii everybody stays home that's 15 days that it the truck is being shipped to me already. So by the time they lift the stay-at-home order, the truck should actually be here or be here within, you know, less than about a week or less. So that's not, you know, that's not bad. You know, it's not like there's a whole bunch of work going on where, every you know, everybody is working where everybody has to have all their tools and all their trucks and everything right now because every everybody's going to be stuck at home right now at least come Wednesday. So... Eh, it's okay. Because even if I got the truck earlier, 
I don't believe I'll be able to pick it up anyway, right? Because the only essential businesses or essential things will be open, you know? And I don't believe, you know, people picking up their cars are going to be essential. They'll just probably park it in the um, the shipping port. They have a huge parking lot, right? They just park all the cars there because that's where you go and pick it up anyway. So they'll just probably pull it off and sit it there until a statewide thing, um, statewide stay-at-home order is lifted. And then they'll make phone calls to everybody to come down and pick up all their vehicles and their goods. So, yeah. So for 15 days, I'm chilling. And in the meantime, at least the truck is making its way over. Uh, and good news, guys. Finally, good news. Um, I will be videotaping the um, the um, pickup of the truck when I go and actually take possession of the truck. I'm not sure if I want to be putting it on YouTube or not. I might. Um, but... I'm going to document it for, for a couple of reasons to make sure there's no damage on the truck. So before you take, this should apply to anybody shipping a vehicle anywhere, especially um, overseas, right? Um, that when you receive your truck, before you drive it out of the docks or out of their port, make sure you do a complete inspection of the vehicle. Because if there's any damage that was not listed or stated before it got shipped, then they're responsible for the damage that's on that vehicle, right? And then they have to now compensate you and take care of that issue because they damaged your vehicle. And essentially, I'm buying a brand new vehicle, brand new heavy-duty truck. That thing should be in pristine condition, pristine, right? That's the whole reason I went this whole route to get a really nice truck and exactly what I wanted. So I'm that's why I'm going to document it. So that way they can't say, oh, no, that was there. Or I mean, you... You know what I mean? I'm, as soon as I walk up to the truck or I'm walking to the truck, I'm going to start recording already. And I'm going to do a walk around, take a look at everything, look in the truck, look at the mileage on the truck to make sure that people weren't just driving it around, you know. Because essentially I should only have roughly about between about 15 miles total, 15 miles on that truck total from my understanding of them moving the truck around, doing all that they had to do. So it started off with five miles and then with them moving it around so much and doing what they had to do, um, it was about 15 miles that was all said and done. So if I get a, get my truck and I turn it on and I look in the mileage is, you know, 50 miles or something um, or more, then there's an issue there, right? Because then some somebody was using the truck that's not supposed to be using it. The other thing is too, I already have insurance on the vehicle. So I have full coverage insurance on the vehicle already. So, you know, for me, when I pick up the truck, I'm already insured. It will have technically dealer plates on it, so it doesn't have license plates on it yet. It'll have dealer plates. But here's the other thing. I'm going to be running the dealer plates for for a while here on the island because they're. I think they're going to shut down or limit the um, the ability to go to the DMV. They have done this on in some other states already, in some other counties um, in the mainland. And, they're, and I just heard um, today that they're going to implement something similar here in the islands. And if they do... What they're doing is they're extending everything out so that way people don't have to worry and stress, which is fine. I'll drive around with paper plates until the DMVs are accepting customers again. And then I'll go in and I'll get my plates, get my all my registration and my tags all squared away. Because right now, normally when you buy a new vehicle, it'll come with either paper plates or dealer plates. And then you'll have a temporary registration um, and temp- temporary stuff for the vehicle so that way you can actually go to your DMV. And register the vehicle and get plates and all that stuff. So essentially, I'll be running the paper plates and the temporary stuff for a while until they start opening up the DMV here locally so I can go in there and square it away. 
So I'm not really worried about getting pulled over because even if they pull me over, I have dealer plates on. And then even if I get pulled over, they're not going to do anything to me because they know the DMVs are closed and we can't go in there, right? So they can't even issue us a ticket for any of it because it doesn't make sense, right? How are you going to issue a ticket if we can't go and get our paperwork and our plates, you know? It'd be mindless. And the other thing is, um, besides the truck, so I'm really, really happy about that. So thank you guys for hanging in there with this whole saga I've been going through. But um, we're very, I'm very, very close to getting the truck um, finally here. Now, the other thing is, is that with the shutdown of everything, you know, it's going to make everything here and even in the, in the mainland United States come to a crawl. Right, they're trying to keep commerce open, which is fine. Keep the supply, the stores supplied, the gas stations supplied, you know, essential businesses supplied. Good, but essentially everything else is going to be coming. It's pretty much coming down to a crawl, right? And I don't think in my lifetime, I'm 35 years old. I've never, I think, yeah, this is the first time in my lifetime, at least, that we've, you know, not only not only globally, but. You, but not only in the mainland U.S., but here in Hawaii, where they've actually issued this type of order, where it's a stay-at-home order for 15 days. So that's something new to me, in my lifetime at least. Maybe some of you older generations that listen to the podcast, uh, maybe you guys have gone through maybe something similar back in the day, you know. Um, and so maybe you're kind of familiar with those things. But for us, newer generation, um, you know, this is something new, for sure. So anyway, guys, just want to give you guys an update on the truck. And what's happening here. Um, I'll probably be putting up some YouTube videos coming up. Because I'm going to be staying at home. And I'll be doing a lot more projects um, outside. Um, since, you know, we live over around no one. <laughs> so I can easily go do what I need to do. And I'll put some content for up for everyone. And kind of catch everybody up on what's happening behind the scenes and stuff. So stay tuned to that. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you guys on the next one.